I appreciate him with all my heart. I do. He's such a wonderful, kind, gracious heavenly father. I was thinking about something through the week, and I had it on my heart, and uh, I began to think about sometimes we forget to thank God for the things that He's brought us. And I began to think about me as a Christian and me as a follower of God trying to be. It is so important that I get to hear what God brought you through. And I think that we're missing it a lot of times. I begin to think about, you know how God works with me and stirs with me a lot of times about wanting to be what He'd have me to be, but also wanting to be a help to the church and to bring forth what He sends to me. And I begin to think about it, and I got to see something the other day, and it was a gift. And someone said something to me, and we began to have a conversation. And then later on, someone else said something to me and began a conversation. And it was all about what God had brought them through. And you talk about food for the soul, a help, a strength. And a lot of times we, we, we're afraid to say anything or won't do anything, we're afraid of what everybody will think. But what we need to remember is God listening. But more than that, did you know that your brother and sister are listening? And it may be something that they're going to go through tomorrow. And they sure would like to have some advice of what God will bring you through. And he brought a few verses to me. And I, I appreciate it. I've seen it. I just kept seeing it. And God kept bringing that by my way. And I don't know why he did that. And maybe he wanted me to bring that out to, to encourage the church to let you know that it's needful. It's important. And if God puts it on your heart, I promise you it won't be out of order. And I can promise you this, it'll bless the church. I can promise you this, God will be pleased. But the thought He gave you this week, you can't run that far. And He sent me in an unusual place and began to open things up to me. And if y'all pray that I can get this out the way God showed it to me, you'll find the lesson in the 10th chapter of the book of Isaiah. The 10th chapter of the book of Isaiah. And I've seen something in this, in this, and as usual, you all know me as well as you do, it is a gift. God sent something here, and it absolutely, I promise you, bless my heart. It did. It absolutely blessed my heart because I've seen it and I thought, thank you, Lord. For the 10th chapter of the book of Isaiah, the first verse, the first word says this. Woe. The first word is woe. Regret. Consequences. Sadness. As God sent that to us, with one word, if you'll stop and think about that word, and it says, Woe unto them. That is a sad conversation right there. That means there's consequences for actions. That means that God's going to let you know something 
that's fixing to happen. He's letting you know there's a consequence for it. And it says, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees. Somebody that passes maybe a law, maybe a rule, something that defies what God is trying to do. Something that absolutely is going to hinder the work of God. That they have the authority to be able to make some sort of decree to make a, a judgment against someone to bring it out as a law or like Daniel in the lion's den when he how they led that into the king even signed the decree that he couldn't they couldn't pray. <clears throat> it says, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees and that write grievousness which they have prescribed. Okay. They purposely prescribed you something that's going to bring you grief. They purposely done something to make it hard on you. They purposely made it to where you thought they were giving you something that could help you, but it's actually not going to help you. And the Bible says, Woe unto the people that do that. Simple, yet complicated. Deep. Very, very deep. Because that can be applied to any avenue of your spiritual life of things that the, that the world is trying to do out there and tell you you can and can't do. You can only do this, you can only do that. Don't go here, don't offend this one. Don't say that one or that one. Don't go that route. There is all kinds of things that this world has put in a Christian's way to grieve. But the Bible says, whoa. There's a cost of such a I'm going to take care of my children but you're going to pay the price. <clears throat> if you watch or listen to any of the news or anything out in the world, you can see that there is a multitude of people out there that their main objective is to hinder God. Their main objective is to defy God. Their main objective is to make the most greatest thing they ever thought that it would be is to bow the altar of Satan. They think that's the greatest thing. Well, the Bible just told us that, whoa, there's a cost associated with it. It's, it's, it's going to be hell to pay for those people, and they are so blind. The world is so blind. But it's our job as a Christian to show them that there's a better way. <clears throat> and it says, Woe unto them that decree unrighteousness, unrighteous decrees, and that right grievousness which they have prescribed. To turn aside the need. To take advantage of somebody that's without. The world will do that. 
If you don't have God strong in your life, the world will turn you around. The world will turn you around. And they'll think that they're doing a good job. And they'll, a lot of them will even try to do it in God's name. And God ain't nowhere near. <clears throat> from judgment and to take away the right from the poor of my people. To take advantage of someone who's without. To take away their ability to do something different. To make it mandated as a decree or to prescribe that You know, whether we want to believe it or not, the world is out there and it has its own prescriptions to write and the own place to put God's people in and they want you in one particular corner and one particular thing and that's it. And and you know, don't when you go outside the door, don't you mention God. When you get down to workplace, don't you mention God. When you get uh, wherever you're going or whatever you're doing, be sure don't say anything good about what God's doing to your life. But they're over there proclaiming doing everything that they're doing, but they don't want you to, to do anything. Y'all just pray. I can get this out the way the Lord showed me. <clears throat> to turn aside the needy from judgment and to take away the right from the poor of my people. <clears throat> This is this is sad. You know what you read this to? That widows may be their prey, and they may rob the fatherless. There's people out there in the world that will take anything, anybody, any way they can, as an advantage against anyone, looking to prey on anybody that is down and out and without. And they take them and promise them the sun, moon, and stars and they have no intentions on doing anything good. They only have bad intentions for our kids, bad intentions for us, bad intentions for God's people to put us in a place where we can do nothing about it. To try to make it a law or a decree that they, we won't be able to do anything about it. And they would love to do that. But God's bigger than that. And it simply says this you can't run that far. So understand that you find yourself weak in God and you find yourself not where you need to be, and the world comes on you. It's going to prey on you, and it's going to take everything that you have. In, in dishonesty and in lies and then try to manipulate it and catch you when you're down. Now you apply that to your spiritual life and you apply that to where God brought you from and what He's done for you and you see that the, the main robber and the main thief is Satan himself. Yeah. And he will take your joy and your peace and he will take your testimonies and he'll take your thankfulness He'll take everything that he possibly can from you to hinder you. But it simply says, whoa. Whoa. 
those compasses are true. But then God turns it around right here and He brings something out to us. And I want you to listen to what He says. He says this, And what will you do in that day? What will you do in the day of visitation and in the desolation which shall come from far? I'll read that to you again now. And what will you do? Those that don't have God, they don't have nowhere to turn. Where will you go? What will you do? Once you brought all this to pass, caused all this issue, you've done all these things against my people. Once you've all done all these things against God's people. What will you do when it comes down to your time? Because it says, and what will you do in the day of visitation when it comes seeing about you? When trouble comes seeing about someone who's not on God's side, when someone comes seeing about them in His wrath, See, we get chastising hand of God. But we have peace knowing that we have an eternal home in heaven above. They don't have that. So they stir up as much as they can stir up. And then it comes on their watch and in their house and on their life. And it visits them. Now it's come to their house. And what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? <clears throat> And then the desolation which shall come from afar. It's coming. You don't see it. From a distant land. Trouble. In someone's life that don't know God and they're trying to hinder what God's doing and trying to trying to mock God and trying to keep his children from having peace and taking everything they have and making laws and decrees that would hinder the church or hinder God's people on a regular basis. <clears throat> to whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave your glory? Who will you look to? Who will you thank and praise for your victory? They don't have nobody. Who are you going to give it to? Who are you going to leave it with? Where are you going to put it? They don't, they don't have anything. They don't have no peace, no hope. They don't have any hope. <clears throat> Without me, they shall bow down under the prisoner. And they shall fall under the slime. For all this anger is not turned away. They hide everywhere they can. Anywhere they could possibly hide from the wrath of God. Anywhere that they could possibly get. After they caused all the havoc. After they've all reached down. After they've done everything they can do to hinder God's people. They find themselves in a place to where they'll even get under dead bodies to try to get away from the wrath of God. To hide, to do everything that they need to do, want to do, care to do, whatever they want to do. 
and how they will be so proud to bring reproach and grief, so proud to hinder, and so proud to cause problems, so proud to cause problems for God's people, so proud, and then they find themselves in a place they don't have nowhere to go. They don't have nowhere to turn to. They don't have anybody to turn to. They don't have anywhere to go, no peace, no joy, no love, no mercy, no kindness, no offer of prayer. Find yourself hiding. But I want to tell you this one thing. One thing that God showed me, and He brought this out, and it was to me, and I hope and pray you get this the way I get this. This is the most beautiful thing that I think that I have ever read in God's Word besides Jesus paying for our sin on the cross. But His hand is still, is reached out. Even through all those things, even through all the adversities, even through all the problems, his hand is still His mercy still says, Come. Even through all the things that we bring against God, His hand is See, that's what I said. You can't run this. So, even what come, what may go. So, God showed me this no matter what you've done. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've been associated with, he still reaches his hand. He still reaches you come to make an opportunity that you could be saved. To make an opportunity that you could obtain him. There is nowhere you can go that his hand. I'll read that to you again. But his hand is stretched out still. What more could you ask for a Savior than in our faults and failures and in the demise of our whole worldly life where we get in the messes that we get in case? He still says, Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. How important it is to realize that that God's hand is still reaching out. And again, no matter where you've been, what you've done, what decrees, what laws you passed, it doesn't matter. God says, it's stretched out still. My hand is stretched out still. How important, how important is through everything, no matter what. That is an unconditional four verses right there of almost everything that someone could do against God. Cheat someone, lie to someone, no matter what. Pass laws that, that hinder the church, bring things to pass that ought not be. Decrees that hinder 
widows that had death in their family, the fatherless, childrenless, all those things, and to take everything they had for their own gain. To the point to where that they would hide themselves under somebody's dead body to keep us from going after you get off. But even after that, his hand still reached out. Yeah. You can't run that far. How wonderful Savior is mine. And again, how important is it that you brag on what God's done? Do you understand that hand that reached down? It didn't deserve that hand that reached down when we had we were full of poison and all the things that I've read to you. We were full of all of that. All of that. Don't matter. Just lay it like people put it forgetfulness. As far as from the east to the west. That's pretty far. That's infinity. Well, that means there's no end to it. That means there's no end to His mercy. That means that whatever happens, whatever failures, He's still there. That means it doesn't matter who you are or where you've been, He still is willing to help. No matter what you've done to Him, He still willing to He still just go back to the last time of something he done for you and brought you through. And I'll be confident in saying this. It probably wasn't just yesterday. It might have been today. It might have been this morning. We're all here, we're safe, everything. God watched over us. You might parents. Shouldn't we thank him for it? He wants us to. See what he said here is it still reaching out? And we forget how good he's been. And we forget how many times he's made a way when we're with him. If we forgot that we're full of deadly poison, we forgot where he brought us from. But his hands are just. I don't know anybody to do that. God brings it out in that way and lets you see it don't matter. Just come. Yoke to me. It'll be all right. He says, My yoke is easy and my burden's light. Why would he tell us that? Why would he say the way of a transgressor is hard? But yet he would say, my yoke is easy. My burden's light. So you can make life hard. It's true. Or you can make life easy. It's true. You can go the peaceful way. Or you can be looking for dead bodies to get under to hide from the wrath of God. But even at that, even at that, His hands reached out to Even in those situations, it's still reaching out to us to help to strengthen 
to encourage, to bless, to put something on your heart that you need to do to help your brothers and sisters, to put something on your heart that will bring them praise. Thank you, God, for what you brought me through. Thank you, God, for what you've done for me. Thank you for, in the midst of all the turmoil and trouble you're at sometimes, He'll bring peace and give you a song. I see that so many times in my daily walk of life. So many times. I'll be just all upset about something. And there's a situation at work, and I'll tell you this while we're talking about that. It was pretty upsetting. Pretty bad. And uh, I didn't say anything. And then there was some pretty high people come by the shop and I was there talking to them and I didn't even realize it was just within the earshot of what I was telling them. And I was bragging on how good these people were and how helpful they were. And they were to a certain degree. Let me say a lot of nice good things. And God tells me that that was like pouring coal on their head. Hot, steaming, iron, cold, whatever it is. It's lava, whatever you want to call it, on their head. Because they caused so many issues, so many things, and trying to bring so much trouble. And look what you give back to them is goodness. And I remind them a lot of times, too. I've never done anything but be good to them. That's true. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But that's where I find myself. That's where I have to be in this. But how God turned the situation around that they couldn't really do anything about because they was in a place where they couldn't get out. And there was their boss's boss's boss having a conversation with me. And I was telling them what one of people That's not what they expected. So God's that way. That's what you're having to be. And even in those situations, his hands reach out. And maybe they say something different than what they were used to. And I'm fairly confident they Matter of fact, I'm pretty positive they did. See how God opened those windows and those doors and let you go through them when you don't even know you're going through them. I didn't understand that. So they moved, and I got a corner of my eye and seen what they were doing. I know what they're doing, but funny how God works that way. <clears throat> but how His hand reaches out to us. And we forget how good He is. It's <coughs> true. Such a wonderful, wonderful lady. Helpful. When you get to the place where you really need help, you find desire, put his arms open, take back you and your mess, make sure it's pretty handy. I don't know about you, but for me, it's pretty handy. But I studied over these four little verses right here so many times in the last few days. I've been taking them, and I said, God, 
That's where he wanted me to go. That's what he wanted me to do. And that's going to be what he had me to do. <clears throat> but how needful it is that we all understand that he can't go that far. He can't go that far. He can't go that far. Just when you think he went to the end of his love and his mercy, you'll find out. There he is. He'll pick you up and dust you off, clean you up, set you back on a straight way. Can't go that far? Is that not absolutely peace to your soul that you have a gracious heavenly Father? But his hand is stretched out still. It's true. It's not the first time it says it in there either. There's it a bunch. Just didn't feel like I need to go any further than that. Witness. Stop me right there. <coughs> and he told me that. I read that and I was just standing there. I was just absolutely off. I could see his hand reaching out. Right. <coughs> I could see the help. Wanting to help. <coughs> Wanting to be there for you. He's got a lady. He won't force himself on you got to want to. That's a lot of us. We ain't got no want to. We ain't got no want to. But he's still there. With his hand this time. Still there. In his wonderful, merciful way, to gather his children in. That we get where we need to be and remember who he is and be thankful for what he's done. <coughs> this is everything. He'll dig. <coughs> I was talking about a garden the other day, about digging up a garden. Why you till the land? She was talking about that the other day. That had been yesterday. About tilling it up. There's a purpose in it. You got to till it up. It's true. You did. find there's a lot of help there. I found his hand reached out to I found that. I'm digging. You know, I'm looking. I'm always looking for a lesson somewhere. For him to send something, overcome my way. He'll leave and I'll follow a few crumbs and, and I'll go a certain way and I'll start looking. And I'll see something. I get the, what I call the spiritual knowledge. I know. But when I read that his hand reached out to him, I thought, we still got a hope. It reminded me, we still got a hope. The world says we're hopeless. That is a wrong situation. That is a wrong conversation. That is a false. If you find that to be true, then shame on you. Because his hand reached out. And if you can't find peace in God, keep digging. 
You gotta give it all to him. You can't give him part of it. You gotta give it all to him. You can't pick, give, keep the pieces you think you ought to keep and then give the other parts. You gotta give it all. And you gotta trust him. Have faith that he'll take care of things. Because if he calls you, it's his hand out. Well, that's your little lesson. If anybody got anything? Anybody at all? Appreciate that. Anybody else? One verse that you read, I can't quote it exactly right. I don't have my Bible up or something about turning them from the need. And I thought the need is that people get saved. That's the need in this world, and that's yeah. what Satan's wanting to turn us away from. We don't want that need to be fulfilled. Yeah. And, uh, but my heart's desire is that I stay in a place where I can help people be yeah. saved. Appreciate that. Anybody else?